Just not. Are you watching there, by the way? No, I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure I want to watch it. Although I've been seeing good feedback, but also Why not? It's stressful. Then I don't know. Oh, I don't okay. know. I feel like a lot of the limited series, like shows, have just been kind of unnecessary. I don't know how to say it, but I just don't feel. Yeah. Uh, like, I feel like you were that. involved in the Sharp Objects discourse, weren't you? Oh my god, Sharp Objects, amazing, beautiful. Yeah, so, Stunning. Yeah, so that, doesn't, that doesn't track, so why aren't you... I mean, like, so I feel like I'm just in a different place right now. Oh, Although that makes sense, if, that's fair. If it's like Sharp Objects, I definitely will watch it. I mean, it's like Sharp Objects in the sense that it's just an incredible actress being incredible. Uh-huh. Okay. And doesn't, I I might, okay, I feel like you've convinced me now. I'm gonna watch it. I haven't said anything. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I <didn't say> Welcome back, everyone, to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. I'm your host, Bankole Mokwede, and I'm joined today by Scarlett's latest hire, one of our earliest fans of the podcast, one of our earliest supporters, and a friend of the podcast. It's Sumto Yana. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be here. Um, like I alluded to in the intro, she's here to talk about the bow type, which is a show that I know maybe literally five people watch that I know of. Yeah, literally so, five people. <laughs> I know five people that watch the show and all five will listen to the episode hopefully and then that's just it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think when I started my blog in 2017, like the first article I put out was like a recommendation piece and I think bow type was on it. Like, so, yeah, and I was season one of bow type so I've been a fan for a while. Um, what are your thoughts? What do you do? Like the show? Do you love the show? Do yeah, you... I love the show. I will say, um, it's I think the best modern iteration of like the whole chick flick like trope. Mm-hmm. Just like a couple of female friends living their best lives in New York, but it's so much more. I mean, I don't want to shade Sex and the City. I never watched it in its like prime. I tried to watch you it afterwards. <laughs> I never watched it in five. I tried to watch it as an adult, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? This is awful." <laughs> I so think the bow type. Are you not watching the reboot? And absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. I think the bow type is the show for you know the millennial, like young woman currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's amazing. I think the friendships are so strong. They don't always make the best choices. I think both the writers and the characters in terms yeah, of... Yeah, I was going to say, um, do you mean the show yeah. or, the, or the characters? So both. Yeah. Personally, yeah. I think... I was, we could get into this later, but I feel like the way the writers have gone with Pat as a character... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not working for me, personally. But then also... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was not working for lots of people on the internet last just, season. It's so. not working for me. I don't know yeah. what they think they're doing. And I think, actually, the actress herself, Aisha D, she did come out, mm-hmm. I think after season four or season three, at some point. 
and talked about how there have been choices that they've made on the show that she herself um, as a person mm-hmm. hasn't particularly enjoyed. Um, but then also, as the characters themselves don't always make the best choices. For goodness sake, Jane, please, you can choose to be a better person. Like, you don't have to be this person. But I think it's also so interesting that she gets away with all the bullshit that she does every single season because she's a white woman and because she has a white woman like as her boss advocating for her. She's mm-hmm. not a terrible mm-hmm. person, but she's very much just like oblivious to the way the world is for other people. I think. Um, okay, That's so obviously I have that. <laughs> no, no, no. I had kind of something like that a little bit further down in my notes, but since we're mm-hmm. already here, we'll just we'll talk about it. Um, before I go in, obviously, like I said, the bow type is back for its final season. It's going to be six episodes in this final season. Which is not. I'm never really a fan of when shows come back for like a six episode run. Yeah, like just do like, a whole thing. Yeah, I just, just just keep them. Just give them. I guess obviously those are business decisions, but like it's just mm-hmm. like we're gonna condense so many stories into something. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I was like, oh, this this 15 episode show has done a six episode run in the final season. Right? No, you're right. Very good. Because so. I, I, I'm kind of going ahead here, but I was watching the newest episode, episode one of season six, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and there was very little. I think they didn't like touch on the Richard like story enough. But then in my mm-hmm. head, I'm like, if it's just six seasons and this six episode story, and this is one, I feel like things are going to get rushed just because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, we can get to that later. Yeah, no, definitely get into that. But the other side of that is that the way last season ended, you could tell that mm-hmm. it was obviously very COVID enforced. So like they didn't get yeah. to finish their story. So you're like this final six episode run, how much of it is the continuation or the conclusion of that story right. a, and then your your story. But anyway, um since you mentioned Jane, let's just let's just go straight into her to be honest. There's no point of there's no point of, of waiting about it. So I didn't have any feelings like any strong feelings towards Jane until maybe like season three, I was talking to a friend of ours, Victoria, and then she just was just like, Yeah, Jane is very selfish. And I had never seen it until mm-hmm. she said it. And then when she said it, I just saw every single thing that Jane did yeah. through those lens. And I was like, Oh yes, you're you're not a good like for example, again, spoiler for this episode that just came out, but then when she asks Kat to come and watch over Sutton, I was like no, Jane, you can't do that yourself. You can't. Literally. Like, your, your, your source will be there tomorrow. Like, you can't take, don't exactly. ask her to come all the way. And I was just like, oh, this is, yeah, you're not, you're not a good friend. I think, and I also, spoiler for, like, this episode um, that just aired, but I think that maybe, finally, the writers are going to have her face some consequences for the thoughtless actions that she makes. Because, and I don't know if you, like, caught on to this, but you know how there's like the one writer, um, I think assistant writer, female person in the show who like kept mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm. to her and being like, do you need help? What can I do? Yeah, and she would always be like, yeah, no, I'm good. Or like give her something random, like to transcribe an interview or something. Work, yeah. But then the guy who she admits on camera that she has feelings for we'll, is the we'll person. So I feel like, I think eventually, Hopefully, with this season, she like faces consequences for her actions. But in general, I think that she's very much self-centered, but she doesn't realize that she is. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it's easy the way she starts out in season one, and I don't remember a lot of it because it's been like a couple of years now. But I think the way she starts out is very easy for her, for the audience as well, to not like pay attention to the ways that she doesn't show up for her friends in the way that they show up for her. 
for Sutton, for mm-hmm. Kat, they're always present for Jane's problems. Um, and Jane's issues, even with her boss, Jacqueline, Jane's issues are always like central to the storyline. She's the lead character. The she's the exactly. Character. She's, the lead, she's yeah. the lead character of the show. But I think that it's written as a three people, ensemble. you know, ensemble. Yeah, that's the word. But very much, she doesn't grow in the way that I think she needs to. For her to like be the main character, for everything to be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about her, it it gives very much Harry in Sex and the City, and it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Was that it. a black person? Really, I have a problem. No, mm. I don't think. So. Okay. <laughs> um, you mentioned that you don't remember much from season one. Do you know what I do remember? What? Do you remember the random British lady that used to do the voiceovers? For the like previously on, who apparently was the voice yeah. of Joanna Coles. Oh, really? And that was just, they just stopped doing that. I was just so random. Why did I, just, I, I think about that, that like, just like, what happened to that voice? Like, I, I would like to know the decision that mm-hmm. happened to them saying, let's do this for our previously on. Right. And then I was like, let's Actually, stop. Let's not like, do this <laughs> anymore. <laughs> like, what yeah. happened there? But yeah, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the show and the characters before we actually go into the season five premiere. Uh-huh. So we'll be right back after this break. Okay, and we're back. So I'm just going to ask you straight up, like, who's your favorite character in the show? My favorite character is Sutton, actually. My favorite is Sutton. I think that she's very self-aware. Um, she doesn't pretend to, like, be this saintly person, you know, and I think it comes from her background, a lot of like mm-hmm. baggage with her relationship with her mom and stuff. Um, and not to be a she pulled herself up by the bootstrap type type person, but she did like work really hard to be where she mm-hmm. is right mm-hmm. now. So I love I mean, that. She's about the least her. privileged out of, out of the three. She of them, is, she? yeah. Um, right. And I think the way she's written is just very. She's a, she's a good person without like that mm-hmm. good trademark. Like I'm trying to be this amazing she's good in a very different way from like a jane for instance jane thinks she's a good person jane wears that as a badge is what is the image she has mm-hmm. of herself for her choices don't always reflect that Sutton, i think she's, she's very human she's very real and she's always there for like people who need her if it's alex if it's oliver like whoever it is Sutton's just she's there she's great i think um her relationship with richard that like, complicates who she is but i think she also mm-hmm. like even in the start, recognize the complexities of dating like an older man who is also like an executive um, at the company that she works for. Mm-hmm. But I think she was able to like navigate that properly. Um, she was always like setting boundaries on how much he would like spend on her and stuff like that. And for a lot of people, it's like you don't have money, so like if a rich man wants to spend money on you, like <laughs> go for it. Um, but I think. In her doing that, it really laid the foundation for the relationship that they ended up having. Which, yeah. yeah I mean, I think at some point. all of Sutton's decisions are influenced by the the, tra- the trauma that she grew up mm-hmm. with. Like, yeah. she probably saw her mom throw herself into throw herself into various richer men. Yeah. And she's like, that's not what I want. And so, so she had to learn that like it's okay for your fiance actually not even just a boyfriend mm-hmm. to buy you a sewing machine like literally that, that was so funny but like um, real also i think for a, for a long time whenever people ask me who's your favorite character or whatever whenever i ask myself because 
Or I do a random point, hence the podcast. I would say like, or I would say like, it's either cat or, or sorted, right? Mm-hmm. The truth is it's, it's sorted. Mm-hmm. I only said cat because cat has the extra benefit of being black. Yeah. Uh, I, I, want to, I want to push that. Like, it's sorted. It's really, it's sorting. <laughs> well, the distance between cat and Jane is obviously much more than it is between sorting and cat. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, I, I like cat that. a lot. I, I think Aisha D is very good with what she does. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if Megan Fai is the like I hope I pronounced that properly is the best performer out of all of them. I th- I think she has the best material, but mm. I really like get entrenched in what what Aisha D does. I would agree with that actually. I think um, Aisha D is probably the best. She does the best with what she has. I will say she doesn't have a lot to work with. I just mm. don't think the writers are doing. She's like. It's almost like she's this mascot for all of the like um identity politics things that the show tries to do and the show does a lot. I think if a there lot. was one thing that a I lot. disliked about the show when it started, like the first couple of seasons, it was just like one thing after another of like we're woke, we're you know, we're telling you that we're woke. I want you to know that we're woke. Oh um, yeah. And I think they keep using like cat. the whole representation. Is oh like, my! I'm, every I'm like, single thing is that every every line of dialogue is telling you that you know we're millennials, we believe in representation. Yeah, yeah. Like this is what the show is about. And I think they keep using Cat as like the person to lay a lot of that burden um, on. And you know, it's very interesting that it's a black person who they use for all that heavy lifting mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. with Sutton, it's. Sutton's life and her choices are very much individual. You know, she's just a person. She's good. She is overcoming stuff with her family and her background. Jade is very much girl boss feminism at best, right? With Kat, she's black. She's, well, I think she's bisexual. Um, she was trail. dating Adina, who like had all the immigration issues. I think she's from, she was mm-hmm. from Iran or something. Um, and with the latest love interest for Kat is this like, I just, I need to take a minute. <laughs> I need to take a minute because of all of the choices that the writers have made, and this is objectively the worst one. Do you know, just because of, um, because of the podcast, right? I just, I wish mm-hmm. I had like some contrarian view about Ava, and I'm like, oh no, it's not that bad. I just, I don't have anything. Like, There's I just, nothing. Yeah, I'm with, I'm, I'm with it's the majority. Terrible. Yeah, I'm not to say. And I think that's the that's the plate hole that a lot of shows or like things fall into where you try to kind of show a both sides type Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. lens is that you end up doing things that are ridiculous. There's absolutely no reason for this storyline where cats, cats, who you have used as the beacon of all things PC you know, for lack yeah. of a better word, you know, social justice warrior, like literally if there was a person who was that, it would be Kat. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden she has feelings for this gung-ho Republican lady and she can't even like control herself. Seriously? It, like, it's, just, it's completely ridiculous. She would never have gotten to the point where she was you know, contemplating actually being in a relationship with her. Like, no. This mm-hmm. is false. Kat would never have got to this point. I think it's so ridiculous. But yeah, I don't even know how I got to this point. But 
It's a ridiculous <laughs> thing. We'll, yeah, let's. I want to do the good things first. We'll, we'll get to. I feel like we'll get to that eventually, one way or the other. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think like I think Sutton Sutton has the best lines. Yeah, even this premiere, like her drinking, she's she's she is she like is the you get her, They have the most fun writing for her. Complicated yeah. character, yeah, and I think that's what makes her good. I mean, you did say that like she's obviously very self-aware, which I agree with. But like mm-hmm. she's she's self-aware until she isn't. Case in point, like that whole baby argument last season. Like, <sighs> I are we talking about this right now? Okay. Okay. Let, let's should we, should we put it should we put it in the cat and Ava folder? We'll come no, back to it I think we, I think we can do this now actually because it tied very much into being self-aware. I've had this conversation, mm. the baby conversation, with a lot of friends actually people who watch bullpen <laughs> and a lot of people are always like well why didn't she and Richard have the conversation earlier and I think they did have the conversation and they did want kids it's a problem Sutton thought she wanted kids until at least the way I read it it was until she thought she was pregnant and then she realized fuck this is actually not a reality that I'm trying to um Experience, mm-hmm. and I think that that's very true of a lot of people, but I will say more so for women, because growing up, imagining like what your life is going to be in 20 years and just down the line as a full adult, there's no scenario where being a mom doesn't play a big role. It's like the default thing you aspire to. You know, people talk about, oh, I've been dreaming about my wedding since Mm -hmm. I was a kid, you know, wanted to be Mm -hmm. a princess, whatever. It's the very same thing. No one questions whether they want to have kids. You just like to know that this is something that's going to happen at some point, right? And Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. um, it's become more common now for young people to kind of question if they want to be parents because, you know, there's a lot of like talk about climate change. If it makes sense to bring people into a world that's already so bad and it's getting worse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's also like, I think with the rise of mental health discussions, you know, people are questioning, am I in a good place to actually be a parent? But in general, for the most part, people don't question if it's something that they want. Um, with, Sutton, she had to scare, she didn't actually get pregnant, but for a lot of people, mm-hmm. they have the child, and then it's like, oh my goodness, I don't want this experience, Um, and then you have like a really traumatic childhood, and it just keeps going from there, mm-hmm. but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't feel, it's a terrible situation, but like, there's no one to blame, Richard really wants kids, Sutton thought she wanted kids, because most people do, and then she realized she didn't. I can't remember now, but did they have the discussion before... They got married. Did they ever talk about kids? Did we just, was this something about like a five year thing? I can't remember. Yeah, I think they had the discussion and it was like, we'll wait. And I don't know mm. if it was like before they got married or like soon after they got married, but it was kind of like, you know, with her career and stuff, we'll wait a couple of years. I think it was five years, yeah. And then mm. after that point, when she's like more established, absolutely, she'll have the kids. Her kids. That was a very, I remember that being a very like, a very good scene like both actors came, yeah. came for it that day they absolutely like, did or they say the, the rent the rent was due for both that like, oh, <laughs> oh richard fair enough richard, it was an awful awful fight but that's what mm-hmm. made it so good i think yeah. my mouth was yeah, like no. hanging open it's like all the words that each person was like saying to each other i was like oh my god this is bad 
very difficult to come back from this type of just like mud flinging. Speaking of speaking of Richard, it took me three years to to be on board Richard. Really? So I don't know. I don't know if you have you watched Mad Men. No. Okay, so Richard um, was a madman who was Christina Hendricks' um, husband. So he was terrible. He was a terrible person, a madman, like like an awful, awful person. So, and he was he probably had maybe seven episodes, if that, like right. like he imprinted. So I saw him on, I saw him on Bowtie. He was the boss mm-hmm. dating a younger girl. So I was just like, yeah, I hate you. Like you, the the other shoe is going to drop yeah. eventually. And like it took me three years to be like, I'm like, oh. Oh, he's just a, he's just a good person. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I took me three years to be, to be at peace with it. I was like, oh, okay. I want to confess and something. This is very off-brand for me. But from day one, I was like, oh, my God, this is such a cute relationship. I love them so much. <laughs> this is absolutely not my vibe. Usually with, like, a huge age gap between, like, a guy and a girl. Yeah. Um, And then him being her actual boss in the office. It's always, like, mm-hmm. a no from me. Shut it down. But I don't know what it was about the way the writers, um, his character, and with their relationship. I was just like, oh, I love them is that so your much. Best, is that your best relationship on the, sh- on the show? On the show, absolutely. Like, no one else compares. No one else, I think, has the depth of vulnerability, of, like... Kat and Adina? Compatibility, of compassion. Kat and Adina, it was very much passion and fireworks and, like, explosive feelings. But when it came down to the little things, which I think are kind of the big things in relationships, which is like being able to hold a person in their lowest moments um, mm-hmm. and being able to kind of put yourself aside, your ego, your um, your own opinions, whatever, to support someone else. I think that's where they failed. And I think that is kind of because both characters have really strong personalities. Cat is very much if this is what I want to do or this is what I think is right then that's it mm-hmm. and Adina is the same mm-hmm. way um, and it makes sense you know women of color go through so much in life that it kind of has to build this I wouldn't say an armor per se but you have to be strong um, and so both of them coming into that relationship with that energy I just I don't know but with Sutton and Richard I feel like they were able to to be there for each other in different ways mm-hmm. and just like support each other. Mm-hmm. It's very, very compatible. Honestly, I don't know what the writers are doing. They both grew. They both grew also, yes. I think they both grew. I'm not I'm not one to I'm not one to be like holding the torches for a relationship. Actually that's a lie. I'm just thinking <laughs> I was very much Jane and Raphael from day one. I was very much Wait, um, who's Jane Raphael? De- oh Jane Virgin, yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, were you Raphael as well? Yes, to Michael Ware. That is. Oh, Jen and Raphael, period. Get out of here with your Michael. Exactly. Michael is ashy. Like, Uh, no. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you ever watch Crazy Ex Girlfriend? No, I tried to get into it, but it just wasn't. Was it the musical part? It wasn't working for me. It wasn't musical yet. I mean, I. I like musicals, so that's fair. But anyway, that as well. I already had, I had, I had my person. So yeah, all that to say that, like, look, writers, Sutton and Richard. Yeah, let's let's get let's get this done quickly. This this makes no sense. There's no there's no. Yeah, they this. need to figure it out and have them together. I don't know if the whole going back home and sleeping with a married man. I don't know if that was mm-hmm. needed. I 
it's just it was just a very dark period for the writers making a lot of bad decisions <laughs> so yeah i think in a way i get it because at our lowest points we tend to just like well fuck it and just mm-hmm. do all the worst things that we possibly can at the same time Sutton doesn't make those decisions even when she's down bad so I just I don't think that that was particularly good writing on the part of the writers at the same time I don't know how they're going to resolve the situation because there's how do you compromise on kids is the question right yeah they have to yeah, I think I tried to. Mind, what, I tried months? to come to terms. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think at the end of season four, I tried to come to terms with the fact that they might never get back together because realistically, you don't compromise don't on kids. If you want kids, then you really want kids, and if you don't want kids, then there's no and Richard. Ground. Richard really wants kids. Like there's he the whole really thing with his dad. Kids. He really wants kids. Yeah. Um. Obviously, this is something that. I think we can never really know for sure unless you're in that situation. But whenever I see this topic represented in film and TV, I'm always like, surely you have to make a decision for yourself whether having a kid with someone else or just having a kid by yourself is worth it compared to being with somebody that you obviously love so much and you probably regard as the best thing of your life and things like that. I obviously, I don't have kids. And personally, I don't think I will ever have kids. Yeah, obviously I don't have kids and I don't think I will ever want to have kids. But I think that it's one of those things where if you make such a life changing compromise mm-hmm. I think down the line you start to resent, maybe yeah. not regret it, but there's like all these what ifs have come up. Yeah. You know, and maybe you have a fight with your partner and it's I gave up this lofty mm-hmm, dream of mm-hmm. mine for you. It's just it's it never ends well, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. So I don't think people people if you're listening and you have this choice, choose yourself. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's not gonna work out. But you're gonna have that problem with that choice to make. Like if you end up having the choice to say be a single parent, for example. Mm-hmm. You're then thinking, well, would I have been happier having the person? Would I have been happier with my partner? Child, or if you go and have a child with someone else, like you guys bring. You you would always have yeah. those what ifs. Like, this yeah. might be cynical, but I think that people will get over heartbreak eventually. Like you have the kid down the line, you meet someone else, and now you have like a two unit, two parent unit family. Yeah, yeah I just think people will get over heartbreak. It's I think it's easier. Mm. I might be wrong to get over heartbreak of like losing someone that you love. Versus not ever having a yeah, kid, yeah, yeah, and maybe that's why people talk about being a parent like as this lofty life purpose or whatever. But I yeah. think it's so much harder to yeah, that makes sense. No, it's easier to because because you do have you have an experience with that person to hold on to in the worst times. But mm-hmm. but if you never had the child, you never had it's like yeah, you're you're left searching, exactly. left wanting for something. That makes that makes sense. You're like oh, if only and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have on my notes before we go into the actual episode worst storyline and, and then in brackets duh so do you okay, want to I talk think it about... has to be Jane and the Doctor wait that's your worst storyline not Kat and Ava oh oh my god I completely forgot <laughs> I like, Kat what? and Ava sorry I was like, that what? was like several episodes seasons back Kat and Ava obviously like 
that tops it. It's not even a real storyline to me. Like, it doesn't make sense. It was for, like, what? A handful of episodes for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't understand why the writers felt the need to humanize this person who represents the antithesis to every single thing that cat as a person stands for. Yeah, but like, you said you it. Already then, built up this, you said it. It's what? like yeah but it's also like it's so ridiculous i think because they spent so much time building cat up to be literally the epitome of like leftist young mm-hmm, mm-hmm. representative person like they put every possible thing on her literally she quit her job mm-hmm. at scarlet as a form of protest like like, please she ran for office i forgot that like are we kidding she ran for office in like the most utopian kind of like left-wing kind of way like she was handing out flyers and getting like grounds well support like it was yeah Um, literally if bernie sanders had a child (laughs) it would be cut um so (laughs) that to happen in terms of humanizing i don't get it in terms of humanizing ava who is like anti-universal healthcare and pro-government mm-hmm. and I think she's I think she was anti-abortion I don't know if that came up or was just assuming I think she was no actually I think she secretly like isn't but like politically she oh, has okay. to like yeah I think LGBT, LGBTQIA like plus was the only yes, thing was, like, yes 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 and it was like oh I have to she can't like publicly um stand for the identity yeah um here's the thing so i i should preface this by saying like it's not like i think democrats are the saviors of the world or that people on the left Mm -hmm. are all good or that people on the right are all terrible or whatever right Mm -hmm. but i don't just me from a storytelling point of view i don't see the need to like you said humanize a character like ava i don't see the need I don't see why she needs to be in the story. Like, yes. let's be honest. Like, look, yes, Democrats are also bad and they can be very weird and cringy and whatever. But it, a lot of the, the faces on a lot of the bad things, like the homophobic laws or the anti-abortion mm. laws, are Republicans. Like, we don't need to say, well, not everybody yeah. Also... Republicans are not what those kind of Republicans are not watching the bull type. Like, let's be honest, those guys are They're not, not watching There's this literally show. no reason. You do not need exactly. to do this. Exactly, you make a very good point. <laughs> you make a very good point. They are not your audience. Just, just so you just don't need it. to like pull them into the room. You don't need to make them feel comfortable. They are not watching it. Yeah, I'm just like you don't need to like human. Like, like I'm not saying that everybody mm-hmm. that's Republican is terrible. Like, obviously, maybe maybe there's some Republicans in the writers' room that are like, well, we don't agree with this, but like. You just yeah. don't, it doesn't need to appear on this show. Like you, you've stayed said who you are on the show. Just stick with that. Like you don't need to bring it in. I think America is very complicated. Where ph- large philosophical, like human rights type questions, are reduced to what political, political party debate. you yeah. vote for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is awful. But which is what I think, which is why the writers were able to think that they were doing something useful here. Where it's like, oh, well, she's a Republican, but she's not an awful person. But, and going into what the episode one of season five showed, which Kat eventually said to her, is that it's not about her being a Republican. 
it's that the beliefs that she has and the things that her life work fights for mm-hmm. and upholds literally are dangerous and harmful to the lives of people like Kat. It's not a political debate. It's not, you know, should we have free market economy or should we not? It's not big mm-hmm, government versus mm-hmm. small government. It's literally mm-hmm. people don't have access to reproductive health care. It's people's lives. Yeah. And it's lives particularly for people like Kat. Kat is a mixed race woman who is um bisexual. Like we've talked about this. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense mm-hmm. that someone who, by the policies that she votes for, that she worked very hard to maintain, wants people like her dead, actually, mm-hmm. not to be like hyperbolic or anything. Yeah. I mean, like, look, we're not the first, like, a lot of people have said it on the internet. We're not going to say, like, even just now thinking about it, like, Kat's queer awakening was with mm-hmm. a brown Muslim, I can't remember where she's from, woman. Like, yeah. It doesn't make sense for you. Like, it it doesn't make sense for you to then find someone a that's white. still against that attractive. Oh. It, it, it just doesn't, it's not like, there's a thing, I, I'll, I'm the first person to be like, well, let people like who they like, right? Mm-hmm. But you just wouldn't, I wouldn't find someone that was like, all Nigerian women are stupid. Or like, if someone said, like, I wouldn't find them attractive. It's just, it just, right. It just doesn't work. So it's, I don't know. Look, like, hopefully with what happens in episode one, that's kind of like the end of the storyline or while approaching the end of it. So I really hope we're approaching the end of it because I think also I was watching the episode with my friend and we're just like, why are they writing it like Kat is struggling to articulate the feelings of why she can't be with Ava? Like she knows, she's known from the beginning. Like where is the struggle? Yeah, that makes. Yeah, I think for me it was like she didn't want to tell Ava it's because I think you're a bad person because she, for some reason, likes Ava. So like you don't want to tell someone that you like. I think you're a bad person as well. I don't want to keep on sleeping with you or what or mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I think that's. I think that was what the hesitation was. She didn't know how to. Right. Probably gently um, let her down gently or whatever. Um, I get that. I get that. Anyway, I really like though, sorry, just really quickly, no, no, in the breakup ahead. scene, um, I think after Kat says a lot of the stuff that she says, and then Ava's like, oh, I'm not going to defend my beliefs to you. And Kat is like, I don't want you to. I think that's the other thing that I really liked about that. Mm-hmm. It was like, don't, I'm not asking you to convince me that you're a good enough person for me to be with. It's just by virtue of the things that you believe in, they can't work. I thought mm-hmm. that that was like a solid thing because I find a lot of times when people have this type of conversation, and it becomes a thing of, oh, it's not that like, I hate people. It's just that, you know, and then there's like a whole debate of why the Republican or conservative like viewpoint is also valid or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. glad they didn't do that. <laughs> um, I mean, have they not been doing, when they did it all, all last season, but. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just, um, would it have been better if Ava was not white? Well, I guess it's not better either ways, but maybe it'd have been worse actually. I think it might have made for even a more complicated story. Hmm. And I think it would have been more in line with what the both had tries to do. So it would be like, oh, you know, explosive. It's a woman of color, but Uh she's 
a conservative Republican who like yeah, it's like what they did with the um I can't remember um Pamela Dolan that like yes. the person that was doing sexual not no, was it, I don't think it was sexual was it emotional abuse she was abusing her mother it was workplace abuse I think yeah and then they're like yeah. this is a woman it's not a, it's not a man um okay yeah. so we're gonna go into the actual episode season five episode one after this break. Uh, okay so i was going to talk about this later but we've already started talking about it in the previous segment so i'm gonna just start with it this episode basically ends kind of like a a battle of two different monologues two different Mm -hmm. people monologuing um what are your thoughts i haven't so i haven't been on jacqueline's internet i don't know what people's thoughts about kat's monologue to ava are but what are your thoughts do you think it's made made up for the missteps of last season? Do you think it made sense? I knew you were forbidden fruit. And uh, maybe that's why debating you was so exciting. Maddening. Um, uh, whatever. Um, point is, I just think we're too different, yeah, which is also what made it so exciting. I would love to live in a world where I don't have to fight for everything all the time. You know, I would love to just chill out and sleep with whoever I want to sleep with and not worry about what it says about me or what I stand for. The cat I know does whatever she wants. Yeah, I do. And I have. But, uh, after we slept together, I... I really, I didn't like myself. And it's not just that we see the world differently. It's the things you believe in, you know, the things that you work to protect. Like, those things hurt people like me. And as much as I tried to convince myself that maybe it doesn't matter, it actually matters a lot. I think, I don't think you made up for the missteps of last season. It should, this whole thing should never have happened in the first place. But <laughs> I think that if we were going to get a like final conversation, a breakup, whatever, this mm-hmm. is what Kat deserves. Mm-hmm. This is this mm-hmm. is the cast that they had told us the character was. Um I thought that she it was also so funny because she didn't even set out like have the conversation. Mm-hmm. She ran into mm-hmm. her when she was going to take care of Sutton and that was the point where she kind of said what exactly it was that was on her mind. She was kind of yeah. in being unprepared, she was able to just like really express what she thought um yeah, yeah exactly and i thought i liked the fact that she also wasn't you know attacking eva's character it wasn't about that it was just this is incompatible for me as a person um i i think one of the lines that she said was she would she wants to be proud of the person she's speaking with I'm not going to stand here and start defending all my beliefs. I'm not asking you to. I'm really not. I'm just letting you know that I can't defend your beliefs either. I just can't. And I want to be proud of who I'm sleeping with. Goodbye, Ava. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. This she said is that true. I'm like, 
it, it got Ava. You could see like they did re- Ava's reaction. Yeah, like, you could like, see oh. her reaction. She was like, "Wow!" But yeah. it was very real because in both big and small ways, it's the way you know you start talking to someone, or you start seeing someone, and friends are like, "Let's see what they look like," and you're like, "Oh, come in for a picture on Instagram to send to the group chat," like and. You know, if there's no good one, then you're saying things like, oh, yeah, they don't take good pictures well, or like, it's just a bad, like, selfie angle. Like, people want to be proud of the people that they're with. Boys don't you know. Mm, I'm pretty sure you guys do, but let's get into that. Not, not that long. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe just my, maybe my friendship was just too lazy. Maybe my friendship was just too lazy. Like, when <laughs> you enough, see her, you enough. see her. I'm screaming. No, I'm absolutely sure. Boys be sending the pictures and they asking their group chat for approval. Well, let's not get to that. Well, right well, okay, no, well, that's. that's it's not different. There are two different set of boys we're talking about here. Like yes, okay, true. Yeah, I will say so, that. So not to obviously sound my, holier than thou, but like okay, if it's, if, if, like, is a good guy. Actually, you know what? I'm editing it. No, no, let's, let's go. On. I don't. Uh, okay. you in because I was listening to the episode you guys did on. Um, oh my god! Oh god! I thought. It was, oh, what's it, it called? Was, the show. The one um, Queen's Gambit. Gambit. No, yes, Queen's Gambit. Gambit. Yes, yeah, yeah. Gambit. And both of them yeah. actually both. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I was laughing, but anyway, Bangkok is a good guy. Just put it in. I did not call myself. I have, no, no. You literally said not to be holier than thou, and then went well, ahead. I, I said not, <laughs> and then I stopped. And I stopped. But you know what? No, I'm not going to be Jane in this situation. I'm okay, starting. good. I'm That's a good I'm, idea. I'm, I'm not going to be Jane, <laughs> and I am not going to say what I was going to say. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm. I'm... I'll say it for you. It's two different groups of guys. I think I can accept that. There's a certain type of group chat where they like, you know. Not necessarily give approval, but it's kind of like, oh yeah, she's a ten, she's an eight, whatever. And then there's other group chats where like those things just don't come up. Or is that what I like to think? Anyway, um, point is everyone wants to be proud of who they're with. Yeah. And yeah, it was very real for Chad to say that um in the monologue. Yeah, no, that was a that was a that was a puncher. That line was incredible. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. I was like, Jesus. Like, someone told me, like, I, like, someone told me I, want to, I want to be proud of her. I'm like, wow, please. And someone right, told just, me that, I was like, what the fuck? But also walk away because <laughs> you can't, like, there's no coming back from that. Oh, I'm not going like, to start defending myself to you. Like, if you're not proud of me, then. I'm like, you this, know. Is why, this is why you should be proud of me. <laughs> like, uh, that's, that's a lot. No, like, when someone says that to you, just wrap it up. Like, it's done. Yeah, it's finished. I'm like, yeah. Um, yeah. So I really liked. At least when I was watching it, I was like, I haven't, I haven't watched it back. When I was watching it, I was like, I really like what Kat is saying here. I really like mm-hmm. And Aisha and D was incredible. She, she was just, her performance there was very good. On the other hand, I really hated um, Jane's, Jane's monologue. Oh, my goodness. I hated First it of so all, much. Wait, was this the one that the assistant was videoing? Yes. Wait, Rana. Pull out your phone. Why? Because I, I want you to record a video of me. Please.
Hi, um, my name is Jane Sloan and I run the Failing Feminist Vertical at Scarlet. About a week ago, uh, one of my writers told me that he was attracted to me and I didn't say anything because I'm his boss. But the truth is that every time I'm near him, all I can think about is kissing him. And if anybody was to find that out, it could jeopardize my job. You could put this online if you want to, but I trust that you won't. Why did you do that? Because I trust you. And I want you to know that you could trust me too. He's dumb. My oh eyes my goodness. To roll out of my head. Well, let me just tell you, when I told my friend I was doing this, she was like, she's so sure I'm going to spend the entire time dissing Jane. But that's exactly what I'm about to do right now. Jane is foolish. She's so Go stupid. Ahead. I, oh Go my ahead. goodness. So, and this is the thing with Jane. She'll never realize this is doing stupid things until the consequences start to roll in. Yeah, yeah. She showed up to the assistant's apartment, or like house building, whatever, with a guy that she has inappropriate feelings for. She's mm -hmm. his boss. Mm -hmm. She has been giving him more responsibility than the other female, um, editor beneath her without even realizing it. Sorry, what before, before you go on, I thought that's what the episode was was setting us up for. Like, it was going right. to be like, well, I think Jane is being partial to this guy because she likes him. Because I the think way she it's kept a on long, coming in... Mm, mm -hmm. I think it's yeah. a long... Um, what's the word? Long game, long, 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 long story. Game. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, basically, she goes and she gives this whole dialogue about how you know, I'm also like a person who is in, a, is in a vulnerable situation because I like this guy, but he's my subordinate, blah, 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 blah. But like record this video and like hold on to it as like a sign that I'm trustworthy. Jane, are you dumb? There's so many things wrong. So many. Like, first of all, I think that stand is not white, is she? No, she's not. I think she's like Indian or like... So, yeah. So the assistant is like, look, I'm going to lose mm -hmm. my job and I'm going to yeah. lose my health care and I have diabetes. And Jane's like, you know what? Do you know what is the same thing? The fact that I like my employee, <laughs> they're exactly the same thing. I'm just like, oh I my mean, God, Jane. I think the reason she said that was kind of like, I, I she's right. In a way, she's right. If it got found out, mm -hmm. she's a woman. So whatever consequences they are, oh, no, yeah, will come down heavier on her than they would on like the guy himself or like if it was a man that was in that situation. Yeah. But well, it's not opinion. the same thing as the assistant who's going to lose It's definitely not the same thing because the assistant is like in immediate danger yeah. of like repercussions from the man um, at the company that she's trying to investigate. But also, well, I don't know if like, we're, we're ready to talk about this right now, but at the end, where the editor that Jane had not been taken seriously tells her that there's inconsistencies in the character witness that she had got for like her article yeah. but it was like this is what happens when you don't take a person seriously mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like 
one obviously it was terrible that she wasn't taking that editor that writer seriously but then you ask her to do something that was material to the article that you're writing and you Mm -hmm. don't take a look at you know the feedback that she gives and you post the article it's going to come back jane in the ass and i think that the nicole lady who um jacqueline's husband slept with and thinks that jacqueline's like doing the witch hunt mm-hmm. against her mm-hmm. is going to get her hands on that video that jane recorded and like ruining her i really hope so, that happens <laughs> so you hope it happens i hope it happens she deserves some kind so, of just, like, well we know jane's gonna have a happy end reality this, check. exactly yeah so i have a few i have a few thoughts the first of all is i just remember when you're talking about how jane always does stupid things and it works out i, was just, I just remember when she had that forbes interview and then she went on some stupid rant Oh and my god! I thought they were like, "Oh my god, we loved how real you were." Please, the world does not look like this. All these, all these public break. Anyway, there's, there's that. <laughs> then to show you how much my stock in Jane has fallen, like how mm-hmm. like I thought of her when she told her person to bring out the phone, turn on her person, the assistant to bring out the phone. Yeah. I hundred percent thought she was going to kiss the assistant. And, oh, sorry, her writer. No, her writer. <laughs> And then take a video, and it's like videoing. That's what I expect. I mean, look, I wasn't that far off. I wasn't that I wasn't that far off. She basically told him I want to kiss you, just just didn't do it. So I wasn't that far off. Okay. I will say something though. You know when he was in her apartment at night and he was like, Oh, I have a question. Um, did you just say that to try to get the assistant to trust you, or do you actually like want to kiss you or whatever? I was like, Jane. Are you going to make this dumb mistake? She did send him out to her apartment, so that was a good thing. But like, well, she, was she was smiling. Beautiful. She was smiling. So, so it's going to happen, obviously. It's Wait, going did to happen. Last season? I, I, might I think they speaking. did. Yeah, I like, think they night. did actually. Yeah. Jane, um, Jane. My final thought on that whole monologue to the camera. Yeah, um, I don't know if you've ever, and I, I hope for your sanity that you never watched it. Um, did you ever watch The Flash? I did. Oh, Much okay. longer than I ever should have. Okay. So you might remember this that on the flash, whenever he for some reason, whenever he wanted to get someone to trust him, he would take off his mask and be like, I'm Barry. Which I don't know if I remember that, but it's very believable. I can tell you that he did it at least when I was watching it at least four or five times, right? Oh my god. And it made no sense to me. I'm like, there must be a <laughs> list of several other ways for you to get this person's attention without no, it's a secret identity for a reason. That's how I thought to Jane. I was like, Jane. There are other ways to get assistance attend um um trust. Yes. You do not have to literally take your your career, pour lighter for and just light it up. What literally it makes no sense. And what for me, it was also like I think part of the reason she chose that way to get the assistance trust was because she was I don't think there's a deadline, but she was trying to make it like finish up the article and put it out as quickly as possible. But I'm pretty sure there's other ways, you know, like set the assistant up with a new job or something. Like Jacqueline has connections. There's so many other ways they could have set her up to like be safe and secure and have health care without Jane jeopardizing her life. It's something that I would never... I can't say... This is never hyperbolic. It would never never come to mind. No! No sane person would think about it. It's not an option. It's just not an option. One final thing from the episode, like drunk certain. Yes, please. I love Amazing. it. Amazing. So Absolutely. Like, yeah. I think 
when she did the trust fall fall genius <laughs> like yes absolutely <laughs> loved it because like <laughs> it was like oh now we fall i fell forward instead of backward i was like yes this is hilarious oh yeah that was very good also billy the guy that she slept with why is he messaging her yeah like not only is he like the messages are terrible i hope you're okay things are terrible here like this is a terrible message <laughs> he said that like twice i think so i feel like for him it's very much Sutton is like first of all she's like a 10 she's hot yeah, right yeah. and then she's like this big shot who moved out of harrisburg mm-hmm. went to new york she's living the best fucking life i think he's been like in love with her since they were in high mm-hmm, school mm-hmm. so i feel like for him it's a huge deal that she would like come home and have sex with him i think what's funny but also telling because he's a man is that he thinks it was anything more than a one night stand where she just needed someone to like have why sex is that and drown why herself is that because of his gender <laughs> like he's just he's in love with her he's in love with her but also like i think i think mm-hmm. that women are more likely for okay actually no let's stop this i'm not gonna have this conversation was... right now <laughs> wow Michael, i know you throw your female friends under the bus right now <laughs> well i didn't again i'm not right it's, it's gonna be edited out right it's not it's not it's not in the final version it's just like sometimes you're like Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I think, yeah, I'm, the man, my people was just like, he was just like, um, I hope you're good. Blah, blah, blah is angry with me and I deserve. Like, this is not a good message. What are you doing? Like, she's not, oh, literally, it's two things. One, if she was actually trying to, like, have you in her life in any capacity, this is not the message that's going to do it. <laughs> like, stop. Anyway, yeah. It's just, this is not it. Is, oh, my God. Anyway, okay. So, well, actually, because we're running out of time, I forgot to ask this question, but let's just do it quickly. Who's your favorite side character in the show? Ah, good question. I think it's either Jacqueline is kind of like an obvious a cheat. Yeah, I think she's like the cheat answer, isn't it? Because like, yeah, yeah, but it's either her or Oliver actually. Yeah. But also, Oliver also feels I like think a cheat he's... answer as well. Like I grew very much. Yeah, but I didn't I like think... Oliver at first, but I really grew to like him. I didn't like him at first either, but I feel like he's done really well. Yeah. I think there's no one else to like, though, because it's definitely not Alex. <laughs> Alex is, like, a good guy, trademark sign. Trademark sign. But he's awful. And the first episode of season five showed that. He's dumb. Okay. I actually just, I forgot that I was on my notes, and I just saw it before you, before you mentioned that. And when the show, in the, in the whole coffee scene, when the guy buys the coffee for the girl, I can't remember her name, mm-hmm. and you realize what the show is going to tackle with, that, with those characters, I quite literally let off a big hmm i was like hmm you're gonna do this the whole time you really want to talk this topic there's a line that the girl says when she's talking to alex i should try to like show alex that alex has also made mistakes mm-hmm. so like it shouldn't be judged whatever mm-hmm. um and i think she literally says it doesn't mean you deserve to be cancelled or something like that yeah. and i was like did you really, like, obviously, I knew what you were trying yeah. to do with this whole, like, yeah. arc, but did you really have to use the word? Like, seriously, please, yeah. stop. 
I was just like, why did they do that? Like, he has done me to this. This does not need to be a storyline in this episode. I was like, are we actually gonna do cancel culture and like, yeah, and like say, and say, oh, this person only said one bad thing eight years ago and he's no longer. And she was like, oh, he went to the Scarlet mm-hmm. Women matches. I was just like, don't do yeah, this and he story. actually wore the heels as well. Oh my god, please. I was like, don't do this. I think there's a lot of merit to. Having Alex, for example, reflect on his own self-image, yeah. thinking of himself as like a good guy versus like the bad guy, mm-hmm. but couching it in this larger cancel culture conversation is dumb, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because the only people who get canceled anyway are like. And not to like have this whole conversation, but like cancel culture is not even a real thing in the past. Look, I have strong feelings like, about that. <laughs> like, well, actually, I'm not even going to. I'm not saying anything else. It's just not real. People conflate three different things when talking about cancel culture. They talk about mm-hmm. someone getting repercussions, valid repercussions for, for actions that they've done, or um, someone, people speaking out against like something that is hurtful to mm-hmm. them and like actually like ending somebody's career over something yeah. like the, the third one very very rarely happens and if it happens it happens for like people that have done truly terrible things like sexual assault and racist right. abuse and stuff like that if you say something terrible you should have repercussions for it like it doesn't make sense what are you talking about if someone, I think, I, anyway i just yeah i'm just like i actually feel like people somehow like society forgot to teach people that consequences are a real thing yeah that's how i feel because i'm like well if you play stupid games you win stupid prizes and then people are always like oh but how would you feel if you were in that situation well if i did something dumb i'm so sorry it's hurtful i'll probably hate it but i should absolutely face the consequences for that like anyway I'm not. No, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to. I just, I, when I, I literally thought, hmm, I was like, are you guys sure you want to tackle this? This is where you want to Especially do. with, like, yeah. with Alex, who is a black man. Of all who people. Had that whole thing last season. Yeah. It's just like, mm, this is this is not. This is I don't think, I feel like the writers keep making mistakes. Yeah. They keep making mistakes. I know we don't have any time anymore. Yeah. I, so I hope that sometime later during the season we talk about Jane and Pinstripe because I think that's an important relationship to talk about. I mean we can talk about it next the, time, definitely. I, I, I don't think it's something we can do in two minutes. Um, oh yeah, no, absolutely not. You, just quickly, you're anti-Jane and Pinstripe? I don't know if it's black and white like uh, that. Okay. I mean... I did not hate the relationship mm-hmm. but Jane is Jane, so I don't have great feelings. Uh, I I, I like the relationship. I liked it until obviously mm-hmm. it became obvious that this was he, he had he had dark secrets come that were going to come out eventually. Yeah, like this, we have like let's put that in. Let's put that in for next next time you're on and talk about that actually. Yeah. Okay, so just final questions. Apart from obviously, fingers crossed, Richard and Sutton find a way to get back together and like. <laughs> Jane gets her comeuppance, which is, we know is not going to happen, but I know you want that to happen. Do you have any, like, hopes for the final season, the next five episodes? I hope that Kat, um, I don't know what exactly I want to see for her. I don't know what I, don't know what I want exactly mm-hmm. for the writers to do for her character, but I just 
I want something good. Because if we're being honest, Kat has like, I don't want to say step down in life, but both like professionally, but also in terms of like her passion slash purpose slash being a driven person. She's still down in life. She's just not. She's literally bartending and there's nothing wrong with bartending. Not too like amazing. Yeah, you know, but it is a step vocation. down from what she was doing. But it is a step down. Yeah, but even beyond it being a step down, we're not seeing the same fire in her that like we've seen in other seasons, you know. And yeah, she started this podcast with Ava, <coughs> but even that, we're not seeing like yeah. the same energy mm-hmm. that she gave to other things being given to the podcast. So I just I want a rejuvenation of Kat yeah. as a character. I think it's something that I want, and I want her to end on a high note because she deserves. Yeah. I want a happy ending for Pat, but like not with Ava or anything. No, like no, I, I, I don't think the show can do that. Probably since they had this last year. To, yeah. So I don't think that's not possible. Um, and the other thing, I, I hope, sorry, I just hope Sutton doesn't like make any decisions that jeopardizes her career. I think that's what I think. That's yeah, no, I'm I think scared I, I'm very confident. That she might do something. I'm very confident that the show would give all three girls happy endings, right? Mm. Whether it's happy endings that we agree, especially because of Kat. Uh, happy endings, yeah. That's different, but I think they wouldn't, like, mm-hmm. no one is going to end up poor and jobless. Like, this is not that, like, <laughs> this, this is not that kind of show, right? So, like, I think they will, they will yeah. all be professionally good. Again, maybe Kat will be a big-time podcasters. Whether that's, yeah. you and I could debate whether that's a good thing, considering where she started the show. Mm-hmm. And what right. she did, but that might be what they think is a happy ending and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm um, obviously, like I said, I, I never, I'm, I never really like when they have six episodes to wrap up a story. But hopefully, yeah. they get to do it properly. Um, I want Jane cancelled. Well, that's not happening. They will find a way no, to it's fix, not fix but, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on with Jane. Um, okay. Oh, do you know something else I want? I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, something I want is for Jacqueline to leave her husband. We can get into that marriage at it in a different episode. I really hope we do, but like, yeah, let's, shut let's, it down. let's pencil it in. Paul, I'll let you go. What else are you watching right now? What else are you enjoying? What else do you want to recommend to people? Um, okay, this is really new, but I just finished The Alienist. And honestly, 10 out of 10. Oh, that's. Um, it starts out kind of slow. Yeah, I never go around to. To be fair. Because I did try watching it. Like a while ago, and I just couldn't. But then I tried again. That's Daniel Brewer, honestly, right? Honestly, I think one of the Fanning sisters. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Dakota Fanning. Yeah. And two other guys. Who Daniel Brewer, and I, I think. Guess I, their names. I think he was. Was it Gaston in Beauty and the Beast? Luke Evans? Is it Luke Evans? I would. I see how he could be Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. I, I haven't just, seen Beauty and the Beast that action. So let me see. Am I just throwing names at you right now? Yeah, you're throwing names at me. I honestly have no idea who these people are. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's Daniel Bro, Dr. Tiffany, yeah. and Luke Evans. Yeah. Okay, so I just watched that. That was great. Um, what else are I watching? Oh, this is the second half of season five is back, so I'm going to be watching that. It's another show that's not good, but it can be entertaining. It's not good, but it's entertaining. Some shows, that's what enough else? for some shows for me. Like some shows just be entertaining. I'm, look, exactly. I'm in season, what, eight of The Blacklist. It's it's not a good show, but I'm still watching it eight seasons in. So, I don't want to admit that I'm also still watching The Blacklist. Yeah, like, I watched it on a Saturday. I think it's like, yeah. that's one of the biggest disappointments of a show that I've had in a while that I can't remember because 
it has so much potential to be so much more than it is. When? When did it have this potential? And like season one? It was like season one, two. I feel like it wasn't good, but it was like entertaining in a way that's just better than it is right now. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, I think I lost, I, I had, I lost my high expectations for it a few, a few, a few seasons ago. So it was like, yeah, no, absolutely. Now it's just bad TV, in my opinion, that I just keep watching. Well, I, I think, yeah. I think it has some entertaining episodes for me, and obviously that all depends on if Jim Spader is in a lot of the scenes. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. Some episodes are bad, yeah. And I think the interesting characters keep leaving. Or true, like... that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um. But yeah. I'm... What are you watching? What am I watching? I actually right now I'm just trying to catch up because um, between the podcast and um, filming on the on the film on the short film, um, just now trying to catch up on oh, stuff. Oh, that's true. So... <laughs> thank you. I'm clapping, guys. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to finally get into um, solos. I haven't even started solos. Oh yeah, I saw that. I want to watch it. I haven't started Barry Jenkins' Underground Railroad, which normally I would not oh, watch. I'm not watching that. But it's, normally I wouldn't watch it. But it's Barry Jenkins. I feel like I, yeah. I have. Everyone said it's great. I'm really happy for him. But <laughs> yeah, I'm no, um, <laughs> I have a zero tolerance policy when it comes to slavery. But it's Barry Jenkins. I feel like I I have to watch it. Just you like, have to, yeah. Sure. So it's. I want to hear your thoughts. Actually, yeah, it has, it's like it. ten. I don't know why you did that in the bench. That's ten hours. I can't watch ten hours straight. That's wow. long. Um, what was yeah? I think I don't know if you. A lot of shows that I watch are just all coming back now. Not some uh can be good and like have been good mm-hmm. and you don't know which one you're gonna get. Um, I think Lena Waits, The Shy, is. I don't watch that, but I've heard good things. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, consistently, like season after season. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's back. I haven't I haven't caught up to it. Um, speaking of Lena Waithe, Master of None, the new season dropped. But but it doesn't have as much. What's his name? Um, Aziz Ansari. No, it was before. You never. Oh, you were not a fan. It was before everything. I was not a fan because I tried watching Master of None. And I couldn't get through season one. Oh. Like, that was when I stopped watching it, actually. That's, it just wasn't working for me. That's, well, that's fair. Um, that's kind of like, yeah, that's catnip for me. Those kind of shows mm-hmm. where it's like somebody almost autobiographical. And yeah, those kind of... So do you like Dave? I have not seen Dave, but I know I would like oh, it. It's one God. of those things. Yeah. So I have not seen it. I know I would get to round it. I think Stunning. Disney Plus. I, I just haven't found the time to watch it. But like yeah, those kind of shows like Rami, like Insecure, mm-hmm. Fleabag, those kind of shows. Rami, I like it, but I can't watch it. Like I can't binge it. It gets too uncomfortable for me. Uncomfortable in what sense? I don't know. It sounds like secondhand embarrassment. I think. <laughs> that is where. Yeah, yeah. it's also why I haven't watched Insecure. Or like I tried to watch Insecure and I couldn't. What at all? Like, I tried to watch Insecure when it started. And there was just so much secondhand embarrassment. So I just decided to give up and I, now I watch it through Twitter. Wow. I said absolutely like whole conversation on the show, but I'm actually I would have not put my future on the fact that you watch Insecure. I'm very I'm that's no. actually very surprising to me that you don't watch Insecure. <laughs> um Yeah, obviously we're talking earlier about Mayor of East Town. I'm watching Mayor of East Town mm. and the finale is this week and it's just a Kate Winslet masterclass. It's just incredible. Oh, did you watch the show with Mark Ruffalo? No, so that seemed too depressing for me. 
and I tried to stay. Mm-hmm. Like, I tried watching the first episode, and I was like, no. I watched a lot of dark and depressing stuff. Sometimes they're just like, no, that's too much for me. I can't. Yeah. Like, I can't. I can't do that. So I'm very happy for him. His Emmys is going good. But like, <laughs> I was like, I'll just. I, I'm okay. I'm okay, man. Yeah. Watch that. Um, Hacks is. Um, oh, I saw that on HBO. HBO, yeah, HBO, is it good? HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, did you ever watch Broad City? Yeah. So some of the writers. Well, I didn't watch the entire thing. Yeah. But some of the writers. It's not. It's not. I'm just saying. It's not like. It's not Broad City. It's like some of the writers on Broad City are on it. Um, so created it. So okay. it's like. Yeah, I like it actually. It's, it has a good relationship at the, at the at the center between like an older comic played by Jim Smart and like a TV writer and everything. It's, it's good. Oh, um, that sounds good. I might watch it actually. Yeah. Oh, one last thing before we go. I'd like to shout out Chinasa. Um, those of you might know her from our Queen's Gambit and I'm a Destroyer episode. She has a new show on YouTube. Is this taken? The first episode is out with Nigerian artist Falls, Falls, F A L Z, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, well done, Chinasa. You guys go watch her show and give her her love. Yeah, I will say. Personal testimony. I watched it. It was hilarious. I was laughing like ten seconds in. Yeah. So and I'll, yeah, go watch it. And I'm not just saying that because I got a special thanks in the credit. That is not why I'm saying it. Yeah. So yeah, everyone, go watch that. And thank you, Santo. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm very excited to thank have you, you come so back. Um, yeah. Thank you to our producers, Ibuka Namandi and Chinidu Heji. Thank you to my regular co-host, Obiara Fiacho. And thank you to you guys who, well, the five of you who are listening to this episode on the boat type. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, for some of you, probably the first episode of the podcast you're listening to. So, yeah. Um, yeah. For the rest of you, just I don't know, share the podcast. We have some collections that I like. We'll be back next week when I'll be joined by Oscar winner, British thespian, Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>